welcome back to that one sports podcast you already know who it is but just in case you don't know we are your hosts i am mitch wilson he's chris hale we just want to thank all of our listeners who listen we appreciate you i know uh coming into work i um, had a couple people tell me hey glad to see you back on the podcast so we appreciate you my guy chris what have we got on the show today bro Baby, we're going to talk about some Cowboys today. And can Dak actually win a Super Bowl? I'm not sure. I don't know what your thoughts are, but we're going to talk about it. We're also going to discuss most overrated NFL players currently in the league today, offense and defense. Then we're going to talk a little bit about college football. We don't do that very often on this show, so we thought we'd give them some love. College football, should they expand? to a 12-team CFP. We'll talk about it. We'll be about it. And then I got a top five game for you at the end that has to do with quarterback ratings. Oh. My main dude, my main man, Mitch. Can Dak Prescott take home the Lombardi Trophy, in your opinion? Well, I do know that the Cowboys fan base is huge. You know, I don't know how they got to be called America's team, but that's a discussion for another day. To be plain simple, Dak Prescott is a very average quarterback. He cannot win a Super Bowl. Plain and simple. You have he's been he was drafted 2016. You go back to 2016. His rookie season, to be honest, it was a really good season. He threw for over 3,500 yards, 23 touchdowns, four picks. So you're thinking, oh, man, this is going to be great, okay? But ever since that point, he's only thrown for over 3,500 yards four, three more times. And then you have last year. Last year, his completion, completion percentage was 66%. He threw for 2,800 yards and 23 touchdowns. But the alarming alarming stat is he threw 15 picks. And when you're giving that ball to the other team that much, there's absolutely no way that you can be successful. Boy, we and should yes, call him Good Samaritan, baby. He's giving, <laughs> he's giving out gifts more, more than the bell ringers. Right, exactly. So, And if you think about it, Last year, the Eagles were absolutely dominant, but you had a chance in the playoffs. Dak had a chance in the playoffs to prove that he could win a championship, and he could not do it. It's just the reason why we're even having this conversation, to be completely honest, is because he plays for the Cowboys. If Dak Prescott played on the Arizona Cardinals, this would not even be a discussion. But it is because Bro, he plays for he- – he may not even be – no, I won't say that because that would be too blasphemous. I was going to say he may not even be a starter, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. He's, he's good enough to be a starter. Yeah, but his, he's had splashes through his career of showing that he can be elite. But at the end of the day, how quarterbacks are judged is do you win in the playoffs? And that and that is just simply something that he has not been able to do, period. So if I was a Cowboys fan, 
I would be very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Apprehensive. Um, apprehensive. I wouldn't even get my hopes up to get to an NFC championship, to be completely honest. Unless he just plays out of his mind. Unless he plays out of character and takes it to a new level. I mean, he, he's got weapons. He's got C.D. Lamb. You know, they have a good yeah. offensive line, even though I do know they're, they're all – all pro guard is holding out right now, but I'm sure that will get, you know, that, that, that'll get taken care of before the season starts. I mean, he has the tools to do it. I mean, and, you know, besides offense, what they say is, is the quarterback's best friend is a good defense. Their defense has been pretty decent. You know who Dak Prescott is? Who? And you ain't going to like me saying this. He's Alex he's, Smith. He's Alex Smith. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I would take Alex over Dak, but I completely get what you're saying. He is good enough to get you to the playoffs, but he's not good enough to win in the playoffs because of him. No, and you know what's sad? I would take Dak over Alex Smith. Oh, because of his running ability or what? No, because he'll actually throw the ball downfield. But, okay, you have to say his last season, Alex did throw the ball downfield, but that was it. Okay, so, he, he threw so, it 10 more times. So, in my opinion, Dak Prescott cannot take the Cowboys to a championship. So mine's going to be very similar to yours, but you know how I like to reframe questions sometimes, the way my crazy brain works. So this is what I'm going to say. Can Dak Prescott win a championship on a good team? Certainly. Are they going to win a championship because of Dak Prescott? No. That's almost like you have a better chance of getting Kim Kardashian in church. It just ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Dak Prescott has the tools to be exactly what he already is. The sample size is big enough. We know what Dak's going to be. He's never going to be a quarterback that's going to put his team on his shoulders and do more than what he's been given. We saw Mahomes do it last year. I think Mahomes' Super Bowl last year is more impressive than his first one because of what he did. And the criticism that surrounded him of you don't have weapons, you lost Tyreek Hill, your defense is young, and then he goes out and hurts his ankle and still wins essentially on one leg. What he did last year was great. Now, I digress. This is not about Patrick Mahomes. Dak Prescott can never do that for you. However, to say that the Cowboys can't win one with Dak at the helm, like you said, their defense might be that good this year. It might be top three. It it, it might be. And you look at a weak NFC, and it is weak outside of the Eagles. It's weak. And then I'll say the Niners, but I'd put those three in the same in the same stratosphere. Dallas, San Francisco, and Philly. Any one of those teams could come out. And let's say they get a banged up Chiefs team or they get a banged up Bengals team or the defense come out and just plays balls to the wall in the Super Bowl, they could definitely win because of their defense, and Dak could have been a great field manager or a game manager. Do I think they win because of him? No. Do I think they can win because of the team they have around him? Sure. So technically, can Dak win a Super Bowl? Yes, because it's not the Dallas Dax. It's the Dallas Cowboys, and the Cowboys could be a good enough team. But when you're talking about this question, I know the way people are thinking. Is he good enough to win a Super Bowl, essentially based off his talent? And to me, the answer is, 
hell no to the no, 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 no. <laughs> no. He cannot. You know, uh, that also made me think of, you know, elite level quarterbacks make their team better. You know, yeah. and and and, and, I, and, Dak, and Dak does not. And and my thing is, is, you know, I, I don't I'm gonna bring it back to Patrick Mahomes just for one second, because when you think about his when they he throws for five thousand yards and they lose to New England in the AFC championship game. To me, that season for Patrick, not because he threw for over 5,000 yards and he was the MVP, but the reason why that season to me might be his most impressive, even above winning two Super Bowls, is the defense was so bad that year. The only way the Chiefs were going to win games is to score over 30. And and, and in this league, that is very difficult. So when you have a guy that knows, hey, I got to put up over 30 every game if I want a chance to win, like that's just what elite-level quarterbacks do. That that's We what, still had Bob Sutton, didn't we, his old butt? Yes. it was. I believe it was his last year. Sitting on the sideline right right. 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 How many times are you going to play man coverage on somebody? Right. After we get in straight, yeah. toasted. Burnt. Burnt toast. Toasted, Burnt toast. Man. He was okay. so old sitting on the sideline. Does anybody else smell toast? No. <laughs> Only you, dog, because you're suffering from a stroke. Right. Too oh, old. So, no, I said too old, too old. Too old, yeah. So as we digress. So uh, as as we keep it in the wheelhouse of the NFL, Christopher, who do you think is the most overrated player currently in the NFL Right now, offense and defense. Tell me what you got. Okay, um, not going to be a popular opinion, and I'm okay with that. It's the Dallas Cowboy effect. Believe it or not, both of my <laughs> overrated <laughs> NFL players are both Dallas Cowboys. Their brand is so big that their mediocre players become stars. That's how big the fan base is. The Dallas Cowboy, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they just surpassed even a soccer team last year. They are the most, not not expensive, but worth the most of any franchise in all of sports. That's how much they're worth. Wow. They're, they are a very, very, very well-known team, brand, and it's the star, right? The star matters. That symbol on that helmet, it just it matters. So offensively, I think it's Dak Prescott. Like, I think if Dak Prescott played anywhere else, he would be a – there were times where Dak was rated in the top 10, top seven quarterbacks in the NFL. Some people would put him tier borderline five a couple years ago. Oh, yeah, he's he's five, maybe six. If he played for the Commanders or if he played for the Browns, he would be – what he's supposed to be, which is 18th, maybe 17th or 18th. So I think he is going to be my pick for offense that the most overrated in defense. I'm going to go Trevon Diggs. Trevon Diggs is a feast or famine cornerback. If you look deeply in his stats, he gets a lot of interceptions and people think that's great, but you also don't realize that he also gave up the most receiving yards and it wasn't like he was giving them up to just studs. Because of the aggressive way that he plays, he hasn't learned to make it a whole package. 
Now, do I think he could easily get out of this conversation? Yes, because I do think he's talented enough. But the way he plays and the, the coverage that he gets, no pun intended, they make it seem like he's the next Deion Sanders. People forget Deion wasn't just someone that could intercept the ball. Deion shut down your best wide receiver <laughs> to where they were not – they would barely even get in yards. That's why um, Darrell Revis made the Hall of Fame. Darrell Revis wasn't a big stat guy with, with interceptions and he was going to make all these big hits. But anyone that is a student of the game knows that when you can shut down an entire half of a field as a corner, you are that dude. You are a beast and a half. And they act like Trayvon Diggs is that. And in my opinion, he's not. He's not. So sorry for the Cowboy lovers. I, I got to keep it real with you. You got a lot of overrated players because of your brand name. And Dak Prescott and Trayvon Diggs are my pick tonight. What you got, my man? Man, I tell you what, I went back and forth on this one for offensive between two quarterbacks. But I'm going to stick with the QB that resides that resides in Los Angeles. He goes by the name of Justin Herbert. Ooh, that's a spicy pick. Because uh, let me tell you, they they always want to put him in the conversation with like Patrick and Joe Burrow and these guys, and he is not that dude. I will say, not from yet. a not yet from a arm talent perspective, he is there. Okay, but being great in the NFL is not just having arm talent; is measured. And what do uh, what are quarterbacks judged by? Winning, winning, winning games. Justin Herbert. Take a guess as to what his career win loss record is. Well, he's only been a starter for twenty one and twenty two, right? So he's only played two years, correct? Um, I th- I think he no twenty was his first year. 2020 was his first year. Are you sure? Yes. Because I thought it was 2021. Nope. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the set okay, right now. 20, so 2020, right? So 2020, yeah. 21, win loss. I'm probably going to say that he's under 500. Oh, I thought he was. He's he's 25 and 24. He's one game above 500. And when you're one game above 500 as a quarterback. You are not elite, and you are not special. You know he's interesting, though, because I I think you're right. He falls in, in with me like Trayvon Diggs, where he's good, and he's really good. Right. But it, it's the coverage that he gets that makes him overrated. So he's not the definition of, like, he's right. not even really good. It's right. the fact that people put him in, like, exactly. the top five, and you're like, nah, dude. No, he's no, not, no, no, no. He's, he's not, not the top dude. five. Now, now, do I think he'd, he could become that dude? Yeah, absolutely. But when you are one game above 500 as a starting quarterback in the NFL, you are not elite. You are not special. You he know what is, else makes him overrated? Is that what? he has he has talent all around him. All those Keenan receivers. Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, and Derwin James on defense, and Bosa. And oh, don't, oh, like, don't, hold on. You, you, you're going to love who, who I got for defense now. Oh, bring it to me. Come on now. So so Herbert's you, your man on offense. Defense yep. is who? You want to know what's so funny? I mean, you think like, because guess who my over, most 
overrated defensive player is. Are you going to say Joey Bosa? Nope. It's the man that you just talked about. Bosa. Derwin James. The safety? Yes. You think he's overrated? Hey, I could be biased because last time I checked, every time the Chiefs play the Chargers, Travis Kelsey's cooking that man for dinner like it ain't nobody's business. Like, and you're supposed to be elite okay, but you want to know what? When Travis Kelsey game after game after game is catching game winning touchdowns, especially the last one when it was flat one-on-one coverage, me on you. I mean, now, now I will say, though, let's not be disrespectful now. Travis Kelsey is a first ballot Hall of Famer, okay? But, Derwin, you got to win some of those, bro. You got to win some of those. Not all of them, but a few, please. Because I feel like every time the Chiefs play the Chargers, I, it's gotten to the point now. Now, do, do you remember back in the day when John Elway and Shannon Sharp played played for the Broncos? And as yeah. Chiefs fan, and as Chiefs fans, you knew if they got the ball with less than two minutes left, the game's over. And you, and you and you knew John Elway was throwing it to Shannon Sharp for for the game winning touchdown. Oh, if I, yeah, or if somebody. I was, exactly. As a Chargers fan, that's exactly how I feel if I'm the Kansas City Chiefs. Because I got nobody on my defense that can stop that dude A7. And when Derwin James, you lined up one-on-one with Travis Kelsey, bro, you need to show me something more, bro. Because every time I see you match up with him, you just get him getting burnt toast. Plain and simple. One-on-one, Imano, Imano, just win a couple for me. Okay? just I Like I said, you don't got to win most of them, but can you win a couple? Listen, and like we we don't agree in, in everything, and actually we disagree in, in a lot of things. But this is one that I that I that I think you're nuts. No, bro, no. I really do. I I and and I'm not saying you got to agree with who I picked, and this is all opinionated, which is great. But Derwin James is a boss. He is, and granted, no, Kelsey Kelsey is a is a stud, right? And right, you you pick him. I, I just think Derwin James is a great combination of run, pass. Like he does everything that a safety should be able to do, and he does it well. And in my opinion, I don't think he's that highly touted. Like not that he's underrated, but I don't think he's really touted. Like when you hear about mm. safeties in the NFL, first of all, it's kind of a dying like breed. It is. It is. You get. It's not like when we were growing up and you had Ed Reed and John Lynch and like safety was <laughs> like them boys. Lawyer Malloy and those dudes like safety yeah. was something else. But I mean, even look at us. We won a Super Bowl with very, very mediocre safety play. I mean, I agree. And we've and we've always been good with that. So I think in a NFL where safety isn't that great, like I think he's really good. But Okay. Okay, but, so let, let me ask you this. You got your opinion, dog. Do do you have any honorable mentions? Yeah, anyone that plays for the Denver Broncos. I think uh, Russell. I think Russell Wilson has the most overrated career, flat out. Like, there's ooh, no doubt. I think Russell. Ooh, Wilson, that's a good. I think. I think Russell Wilson is overrated. For well, sure. If you think about it, because he won early, he won early and well, had and, an, an elite. And, I mean, he had an elite defense. That defense was so nasty. Like, yeah. and, oh my gosh. And he lost the Super Bowl with him in, in his hands. He threw a pick. 
Like right. if you you throw that oh. slant and you score and you go now you're you have two Super Bowls in that span, it's a whole different it's a whole different uh, narrative to your story. But the fact that you had the ball in your hands and you threw the pick, boy, let me tell you something. No, but but let's just be honest, okay? As soon as that play call comes in, if you are Russell Wilson, and when that play call comes in, what you need to do is say, bump that. This is not what we're doing because I've heard the story multiple times, okay? And the play call comes in. Russell Wilson says the play to the huddle, and they all look at him like, what? No. An elite quarterback says, nah, screw that. I'm not going to take the chance to throw the pick. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to change his play. I'm going to give it to Marshawn Lynch, a.k.a. Beast Mode, and we're going to win this game. Like, And also, I just can't believe that they even called that play in that situation. You're on the one-yard line with arguably the best short yardage back in the NFL. Like, how, how do you even think to call that play? And I'll tell you what, Russell, you threw the pick. You should have, like I said a second ago, you should have just said, screw that, we ain't running that, boys. We giving the ball to Marshawn, and we, and we, we, we about to go win another Super Bowl. He had but, that look of legacy, man. I'm telling you, he heard that play call and was like, ooh, if I get this and I and I beat Tom Brady and I beat Peyton Manning last year, I'm in that upper echelon of QBs. But you ain't got it like that, dog. Broncos, let's ride. You you're you're legendary corny. You just are. <laughs> like 50 Cent hey, said about Nick hey. uh, Cannon. He legendary corny. Right. And, and I'll tell you what though. I think the reason why they called the pass play is because if Marshawn Lynch scores that touchdown, in my opinion, he's the MVP of the game, and I don't think they wanted that for whatever reason. So, but as but as a quarterback, you say you say screw that, bro, screw that. We're gonna win this game. I'm gonna give it to this dude named Marshawn Lynch, aka Beast Mode. That's what should have happened. Feel you, dog. Feel you, man. Feel you. I mean, like it's crazy. It's crazy. All right, my dude, college football. Speaking of college football, have you watched the Johnny Manziel Netflix special? I have not yet. You got to watch it. I'm telling you what, I don't like Johnny Manziel, and after that I don't like him even more. But I'm just saying, watch it because <laughs> to me he's just a – man, he was just an arrogant son of a gun, dude. Like you you got to watch that. It's it's pretty good. So is it, is it a series or – is it just a show? It's like a one episode. It's like one episode. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. All right, so, my man. Speaking of college football, we talked a little bit uh, about the NFL. We, we don't get to bring up college football a lot. In 2024, they're going to expand to 12 teams. Do you think 12 is too many? Or do you think 12 is just right? Or do you think they should even add – more teams to the college football playoffs. What 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 do you say? I tell you what, man, I think 12 is too many because I think the difference between the number 1 team in the country and the number 12 team in the country, I think that there is a big drop off. I think sometimes depending on the year, I think that there's a big drop off between 3 and 4 depending on the year. So, but I think the reason why you go to 12s it's all about the almighty dollar. If you have 12 teams in the playoffs, that's more money for for their programs, more money for the 
people at the stadiums, whoever the stadiums are going to be. It's all about the almighty dollar, essentially. I think 12 is too many, but I, I also think the reason why they go to 12 is because everyone loves an underdog story. Everyone mm-hmm. would love to see, you know, number one Alabama gets beat by number number 12 Michigan State. You know, something like that, you know, which more than likely won't happen, but it could possibly happen enough to where you think, oh, hey, as as the 12th seed, I got a shot. Yeah, and, and, and I think 12 is perfect, and, and let me tell you why. I think anything above 12, you, you're getting crazy. But I think 12 is good, and I think they're making the right steps to make it more competitive. When you look at all these teams that are leaving conferences, right, you've got – so many people from the Pac-12 going to the Big 12. You got so many people from the Big 12 that went to the SEC. It's crazy. Got, and I think they're doing that because of this. You're going to see the SEC now is going to get so competitive that three-loss team is probably still going to be a top 10 team in the country that could easily go out and beat an Alabama, beat an LSU, beat a Georgia. That's why I think 12 is just right. But you got to be in the right conference, though. And that's where I think it can be watered down. What I'm excited to see is some of these great teams from the SEC that were, you know, three three lost teams and they were moved out to number 11 or number 12. Those are good football teams. Maybe they had an injury that week. Maybe they – whatever. I'm excited to see the fourth and fifth seed in the SEC now be able to, to compete, especially – you want to talk about upsets. Let's say like a – like an LSU has an early injury and they lose two games and they end up losing three games and they're the seventh seed in the college football playoff. But because they've seen Alabama and they've seen Georgia in the season, what if they come out and upset them now? When they were, that's going to make college football even more exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And some of these smaller schools that don't get a shot, they're always around number 10, always around 11. A school that I'm going to bring up is Utah, the Utes. They're always around 9, 10, 14. Giving a school like that an opportunity, it goes back to the almighty dollar like you mentioned. This is going to be huge for college football. I mean, they're going to make a bunch of money. Now, if the product gets watered down, though, you'll see them go from 16, I think they'll – or sorry, from 12, I think they'll move to 8. I think this was all strategic to go to 12 because there's always that middle ground now if it sucks. Because if you go to eight and it's bad, they're going to say, no, now you got to go back to four. But if you jump up to 12 and it's not good, you can say, well, look, hold on, hold on. But before we scrap this, it really was only bad when the ninth seed, 10th seed, 11th seed, and 12th seed played. But really the top eight was good. So let's keep it. Let's keep it at eight. It's all just a thought process for them. So I'm excited to see it next year at 12 teams. I think it's just right. I think you go past 12, you're going to get to that watered down point. But I also see your argument too. I see how you would say 12. Eight's probably the magical number, but I'm excited to see how that format works. And they've they've posted the format. You can go look at how it's going to look for 2024. Oh, nice. Yeah, and – I will say I agree with you. I think, like I said, I feel like 12 is too much. I feel like 8 is that magic number. But like you said, if it works really well with 12, then that's just more money for them to make. And if it if it's not good, they can go from 12 to 8 
and then you know make that adjustment. So yeah, I and if that, they go to like a fifty-team playoff, then Missouri can finally get in. Well, well bro. <laughs> hey, you wanna know what? I, I'll take Missouri over Nebraska any day, bro. When it comes to college football, now, now, now we don't have the history, but I mean, I don't know how many games Nebraska won last year, but you know, I think you know, they, I think they won like three, but but we we got a stud coach coming in, and we'll be all right. Oh, I tell you what. But speaking of, I'll tell you what. What one thing that I like about being a fan is I'm not. I'm not unrealistic. Like, I don't think Nebraska is going to be good until they start to change their offense. They're still very much old Big Red and oh, really? I format and running quarterbacks. That's like, so dumb. There's only one person on this podcast that's delusional with their team, and that is my main man, Mitch, who five years ago is about to be. No, no, well, well, no, no, no. I got two more years. You got two more years, and you I got know two more years. Well, you know good and well Missouri ain't going to do nada. Hey, but you want to know what, though? Speaking of that, and, you know, I'll talk about this in depth, in, you know, later in a different episode. But speaking of my boys, Missouri today, I don't know if you're aware, but Missouri got a pretty big commitment today. For those who are not aware, this kid goes by the name of uh, Williams Namari. He is a five-star defensive end from the good old Show Me State. And he committed to Missouri today over Tennessee, Georgia, Oklahoma, and Texas. He is arguably the number one defensive end in the country. Depending on what recruiting website you're going to, he's, you know, number one on some. He's number three on some, kind of, you know, just like whatever. But... Mizzou keeps on doing this, and because of that, so there's also another five-star receiver that's going to be committing in December who is friends with with Williams, and so it'll be interesting because uh, Missouri is in his top three as well. So if Missouri can pull two five-stars, or what they call now, well, the defensive end that just committed today is a five, what they call five-plus. So, I mean... Recruiting is heading in the right direction. We'll see. I mean, I I don't I don't I mean I don't know if Nebraska you know pulling in any five star guys. I mean, you know, but but like you said, the coach makes the world a difference. So is is this your coach's first year this year this season? He got Matt Rule. We got Matt Rule from the pros. Oh Matt Larue. Oh gosh, good luck. No, not Matt Love Rule. Matt Rule. Oh okay. Who was okay. a very good, good college coach? Not the greatest on in the pros, but he was he was good. He was good. Well, I'll tell you what. Like you said, college football is exciting. Hey, you know, I I know we didn't plan to talk about this, but I would love to hear your thoughts just because it's going to be coming up. How do you feel about Dion at Colorado, and what do you think that they're going to look like their their first game against TCU? A lot of energy. I, I think the energy is going to be too much. I don't think they're going to look all that great. I think they'll be good, but I, I don't think they'll match the, the hype in, in the season. I, I think the hype is way too big. I, I think he's going to turn it around as far as wins go, but they're not going to compete against any major powerhouse. They only won one game last year, so, I mean, 
to be better than last year is not going to take a whole lot. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it's not yeah, going to yeah. take a whole lot. So, I think probably just from their non-con, they should be able to eclipse that. But but what if somehow they come out week one and beat TCU? Then, then what happens? Then I think, you know, you're going to have um... – you're going to have an interesting conversation for sure. Agreed. Agreed. I got a top. I got a oh, top. Oh, my bad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh top five, top baby. Five for you. Let's go. Okay. So I need you to guess one through five, top five QB rating of all time. Who is number one? Well, I'm not trying to go in order. I'm just throwing, I'm going to throw some okay. names out there. So throw them out. So, so Dan Marino, no. What? All what? all five of these players are currently playing in the NFL right now. Oh, well, that makes no. Well, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is one. <laughs> of course, he's number one. He's number one on, on the field and number one in your hearts, baby. Okay, so number two. Let me say. I don't know. I don't think he. I don't think he'll be on the list, but I'm gonna say him anyways. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is two. Oh, <laughs> uh, somebody put me out because I'm on fire. Okay. Um, let's go number three. Who? I'll be shocked if you get the next three. Oh really? Mm-hmm. The, but you said they're current quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Um. Was Joe Burrow on that list? He is. Ho, ho, ho! One, two, three to the post. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. So next on the list, I'm gonna say, ooh. Um let's go even no, he he's not on that list. Josh Allen on that list? Nope. I don't think so. He's too scrubby. Because, you know, he 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 runs too much. Uh, let's go. Is Jalen Hurts on that list? Nope. Dang, I didn't think he would be. I mean, there's no elite level. Oh, okay. So on the last two, are 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 they both? In, are they both in the AFC? No, one's in the NF. Well, now they're both in the AFC. So they're both in the AFC now. They are. Okay, so then let's one one has always been in the AFC, and one is new to the AFC. Don't say Derek Carr. No. Okay, I was about to say he. he I said new to the AFC. Oh, he's new to the NFC. Um, gosh dang, man, I, I'm not gonna lie. Can I want to say some scrubby quarterbacks, but I don't know why they would be on the list. But you said that you'd be shocked if if I got the next the next two. Are both of them starting quarterbacks? Yes. And they're both in the AFC. Uh, I'm I'm trying to think of of. Yeah. This got you all discombobulated. So yeah, I'll, so I know. I'll help. Yeah, give me one a of them. One of them's in our division. I did not want to say his name. I did not want to say his name because he was he's overrated. Justin Herbert. No, oh my gosh, it's not Justin Herbert. It's Russell Wilson. Oh, Russell Wilson. Oh man. Okay, then, Russell Wilson. Num- number three is actually Deshaun Watson. Don't sleep on that man. Don't sleep on that man. I mean, I know you. It shows you, other than Mahomes, it shows you how overrated that uh, passer rating is. Because I'm going to read these off to you, and this is just going to prove a point. 
So Mahomes is a two-time Super Bowl MVP and two-time Super Bowl champ. So and two-time regular season MVP. So it makes sense that he's up there. Aaron Rodgers, he's great. But then you right. look at the the next couple lists. Deshaun Watson, I mean, he's good, but you would never consider him to be third all-time in passer rating. Right. Joe Burrow, Russell Wilson, Jimmy Garoppolo is six. I would Drew never Brees, say Jimmy Garoppolo. No, Drew Brees is seven. Kirk Cousins is eight, tied with Dak Prescott, and Tom Brady's ten. Yeah, but Tom Brady's the GOAT. I don't care what nobody says. Well, no, that's what we're trying to say is – Passer right. rating also is how long you play. Like you look at a lot of these guys up there, Mahomes could have three bad years and that 105 drops all the way down to a 99. Or, you know, Aaron Rodgers is at a 103. Brady's at a 97.2. Peyton Manning's at a 96.5. Like, yeah, but, yeah, but those guys also both played like 20 years. I know. Some of these guys haven't even played very long. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and, and look yeah. at their stats. Like, some of them don't even take very many risks. Like, you look at Russell Wilson. He's only thrown for 40,000 yards. He has 98 uh, INTs and 308 TDs, which is good. But he also takes a buttload of sacks. It's like yeah. Drew, Brees, Drew Brees threw 243 picks, but 571 touchdowns. Oh, he's Tom that dude. Bra- Tom Brady threw 649 touchdowns. Jeez. That is a how, ton. How many, how many touchdowns is Mahomes at? 192. Dang. But even, he also, even, dang. even when he throws eight touchdowns this year and gets to 200, he's still 449 touchdowns away. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Now, granted, he's, he's only in his seventh season, sixth as a starter. Right. Brady played for 21 years. So, yeah. I mean, if, if he stayed at a healthy pace of 20 touchdowns a season, Mahomes did, and he plays for the next 15 years, he's at 300 plus his 192. Now he's still only be at 492. That boy got to get going. <laughs> I think you will. I think you will. Oh, man, that was fun. That was hard. That was a hard one. That, that is a hard one. That was, that was a hard one. So you better step correct next week for me and bring me a hard one. Oh, oh, oh! I will definitely be testing your your NFL gangster for sure. Well, all right, man, that dude, that was fun. I appreciate that top five game, guys. Please don't forget to like and subscribe to us on Instagram and Facebook, and also know we are on whatever platform you get your podcast. So please tell your friends, tell your mama, tell everybody about that one sports podcast. And please remember, be kind. Because everyone you meet is fighting a battle that you have absolutely no idea about. Until next week, fam. Peace.